so so not to change the subject too much, but to level up, like, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad I turned this on. You can either take the average number of hit points, increase your hit points by the average number for your class, or you can roll your hit dice and add your constitution modifier to the number that you get. And hit dice for what? <laughs> it's, it's to hit. <laughs> well, actually, that's to, that, I'm wrong. It's to die, not to hit. <laughs> was that was that a one, Todd? I'm just playing with the dice. Don't, don't, don't mind me. Yeah, until you <laughs> had a good one, you're like, that's it, that's it. No spray roll. I am A-OK if you guys want to get real dice and roll them outside of roll 20 and tell me what the roll is. We can experiment with that for a little bit. I realize that creates the opportunity for Harlan to cheat, mm-hmm. but <laughs> there are a couple of downstreams. The problem is that Harlan would cheat like, like he's in Casino. Where he's he's winning way too many times instead of being like one every 10, 15 rolls. It's like it's like 20, 20, 20, 17. I only have D6 in this house, sir. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gimme the Loot Podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast that has less ghosts than Dickens, but more dick jokes than O'Henry. My name's Turner. I'll be your dungeon master and voice of pre-show announcements, at least until I finally complete my community service and get off the naughty list. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. As always, we appreciate you making time for us and your busy podcast listening schedule. Episode six, the guys managed to wrap up the Lumberjack saga, start off on a new arc of their journey, and sink to a new low in the maturity level of the podcast, which is what we call a wizard hat trick in the actual play podcast community. New listener or old, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us via email at DM for Dungeon Master at gmdlcast.com or find us on social media, specifically Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but mostly Twitter at gmdlcast. While we certainly hope you aren't traveling or gathering in large groups during this holiday season, we do hope that you're at least talking to your family and friends. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and mention our podcast? Word of mouth is extremely important for the growth of new podcasts. We really do appreciate you helping spread the word. And if you take a moment to head over to whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment and click a few stars, give us a review, click that subscribe button, it really does help make us more visible to new listeners who might be looking to add a podcast to their listening schedule. We would sincerely appreciate it. And hey, it could help you get started on that New Year's resolution early to do nice things for terrible people. Just one quick announcement. We do have a DM's planning coming up covering the first arc of the podcast. It's a little bit of a light recap, but I also sit down with a few of the cast members to talk about their favorite moments, their least favorite moments, what stood out during certain episodes for them, and most importantly, answer the question of how Todd screwed us over the most in each episode. That's pretty much it. As a reminder, Gimme the Loot is not a family-friendly show due to a combination of profanity, lowbrow humor, fantasy violence, and gore. Any specific content warnings will be posted in the show notes below. So we're going to jump over into a quick recap and then on to a new adventure with Harland as Todd the Tiefling, Andrew as Moyle Mossberg, Jamie as Eldrin Thaneros, Jazz as Fate, and Anthony as Baba Tunde. Thanks again and enjoy the show.
really quick, just a recap of where we ended off at last session. The guys had come together and faced down the encroaching kobold horde. They had activated the defense system, managed to fight off several white waves of kobolds, take out the kobold leader. Then a kobold sorcerer appeared holding in his hand none other than the tetrahedron, which then Eldrin shattered into pieces with a well-placed shot. The boys were all struck by a shard of the tetrahedron in various locations across their body and then experienced a multiversal fugue where they flashed through alternate realities that their lives could have taken before coming back to reality, realizing they weren't wounded, but the explosion of magical energy had caused the storm to break over the waypoint and decimated the kobold horde. After the employees of the waypoint emerged from the trailer of a trucker who had been parked in his dwarf stronghold vehicle. They went back to their business while the trucker took a moment to reward the guys with various loot that fell off the back of his truck before hightailing it out, letting him know that he didn't want to be around when the authorities showed up. Our guys went their separate ways, but then started feeling a strange tug. And right about when they hit two miles, were pulled back through reality to the waypoint. And that's where we start off now. Our party standing in a circle, facing outward, back where they started. What are you guys doing? Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> I'm not sure. I was headed back to get my bounties and go back to my life. And now I'm here. Yeah, that was definitely an odd sensation. Hey, uh, hey nerd guy with the books. Do you, do uh, you have a clue what happened? So, fate is actually looking through his books trying to see if he can find something about what the fuck just happened to him he like he didn't even hear todd say anything to him he's just like face down just flipping just like oh my god what the hell is this i know i've seen something about this in <laughs> flips a couple pages see he knows exactly what i'm talking about all right Faye, give me an arcana check 10 Okay. You don't find anything particularly referencing this kind of phenomenon, but you do know from your studies and especially your work in evocation that this was not teleportation. Teleportation generally works by rearranging the molecular structure of the target and then speeding it across space to a new location at hyperspeed. This felt literally like being pulled through reality from one location to another, as if you popped out of the universe and then back in at a different location. Mm. Okay. We, my friends, appear to be tethered to this point for some reason. And there are mighty, mighty powerful magics at work, uh, the types of which I cannot begin to truly understand I, I need time to research and hopefully someone to give some type of a clue as to what the hell is going on here. So what you're saying is you are, are absolutely of no help whatsoever. Is that what you said? Is that what your books told us? At, at this moment, yes, I am of no use to you. You, you said we're stuck to this point? Um, at least to this general area, I would imagine. Huh. But how far do we get before we snap back? Two miles? Two miles yeah. is correct. And in fact, give me an insight check, Eldrin. Mm, four. <laughs> not very good. <laughs> Sorry. There was, a, there was a clue coming there, but <laughs> not anymore. I'll tell you what. I will also let Moyle do an insight check. 
Yeah, I know Todd left you asleep for the first 30 minutes of the last episode, Moyle, but that's not the case this time. I'm sorry, I was looking for spells. Oh, oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a four. I rolled a two plus two is a four. Hot hands over here. So it does not seem the universe wants you guys to have a clue about what might be going on. So no, yeah. Yeah, you're stuck to this waypoint. Is there um is there a spell that I could contact my god and con- convene with him? There is a higher level spell, yes, that would allow you to have direct communication with your god. If you wanted to pray heavily and meditate, you could take a moment to do that. And then roll a religion check and we'll see what happens. All right. So while Moyle is meditating, Fate is going to get up with his book and start pacing around the area that we all kind of got snatched back to and start if he can see any clues, like looking for any type of runes, any type of drawings, anything that might be the center point for whatever magic is, you know, working on us at the moment. And uh, uh, there's a humming. Uh, my body convulses. I start speaking in tongues. And... Uh, <laughs> Maybe you've seen this. Maybe you haven't. But what, what does it sound like when you speak? <laughs> oh, when I start speaking in tongues. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I say, and then I, and then I say, Jesus, take the wheel. And. <laughs> <laughs> Because you rolled an 18 on religion. While you are in your trance, Mm -hmm. your vision blurs as your eyes roll back to your head and you find yourself in a dark, empty plain. Clouds of billowing cigar smoke roil around you in different fractal patterns. And you see in the distance the silhouette of Ralashaz. He turns to you and cocks his head like he's confused as to what he's seeing and then snaps his fingers, and that's when you come out of your trance. You don't gain any clear insight, but you do have the vague feeling that the link, the binding, is not between you guys and the waypoint, but between each other and the piece of the tetrahedron that is within you. One thing other two guys that I, I kind of glossed over in the rush to close out the last episode was that, you know, you guys all were struck by a shard of the tetrahedron when it exploded, but there wasn't a visible wound. There was a brief shape of a diamond glowing in the area that you were struck and that same silvery arcing energy. And then that faded away and you appeared to be completely uninjured. It didn't even pierce whatever clothing or armor that you were wearing. Huh. Do we all now have matching tattoos? So, yeah, is it is it internal? Like, is, is the piece in us or is it like on us we cannot see it i mean do you want to cut your what yours hit you in the leg todd do you want to cut your leg open and try and dig it out no i just wanted to know because like there's no scar mm-hmm. so okay i so believe I, uh, I was shot through the heart right yes correct but you are too late no no <laughs> you made love a bad thing how would we even know the tetrahedron is in us do we do there's no hole. There's no scope. Because we all felt it. And then last time we met, we tried walking away and we all felt pain wherever it was. And we we're like, damn, we have to go get 
back together or else we're going to not be able to move forward very far. You didn't you didn't feel pain. So there was discomfort. First, there was unease. Then there was a feeling that something was missing. Then there was a little bit of an ache. I don't want to call it pain, though. Like at no point where you, did you have any kind of stabbing pain. And then you guys were like, if you think about action movies where mm-hmm. they've got the that corded belt yanks the stuntman backwards yep. and makes them disappear like they're being yanked out by a tentacle. That's exactly what it felt like. You guys were being yanked backwards through space in time by an invisible tether. Okay. It's you gave love a bad name. I did, in fact, give love a bad name. I got the lyrics wrong. Can we edit that so I don't sound like that high level of dumbass? (laughs) I don't think you understand what kind of podcast we're aiming for. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly highbrow since we were talking about feet earlier. Hey man, my favorite D&D podcast takes exactly three minutes to get into the subject of giant swinging dragon dicks. So... (laughs) We have actually set the bar pretty high. <laughs> while while these uh, while everyone is sitting there thinking, um, speak for yourself. Todd is running as far away as he can and consistently getting rubber band back to everyone. That is what, <laughs> what is Todd's time to run a mile? What like what is his speed? Oh God, ten minutes. Todd at least runs a seven minute mile. No, at no least. Todd doesn't. At some point in time, he was getting around 545, but... Not at this point in time. Whoa, whoa. He's been spending a little bit more time in the kitchen. So Todd is a little bit more rounder than he used to be. So he's he's running. while everyone- Todd goes to the bar and tells people he was the first to break the four-minute mile. No, Todd, Todd doesn't lie. Todd doesn't lie. Todd lied. <laughs> that in itself is a lie. Listen, listen. Well, would you like for me to do a uh, a check to see how fast I ran? Because I'll run a four minute mile if you want. Do a check. Yeah, give me an athletics, athletics. roll. <laughs> and you're not going to pull out a four minute mile, but I will let you do an athletics check for a five four five. Wait, 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 wait. wait for a wait, seven wait. minute mile. Trying to play Todd. Todd roll. Boom. Oh my God! What? Get the Todd rolls a 20? Todd rolls a natural 20, sir, people, just in case you would have known, because Todd is about that run life. (laughs) God damn it. I fucking hate you, (laughs) I don't know why it's so aggravating when you're successful, but god damn it, it is. <laughs> Todd, I want to know. I want to know more about your athletic prowess. What What are your What are your weightlifting numbers? What's your What's your What's your bench squat deadlift? What are, the, what are those? I'm able to curl two twenty five. What? You used to be able to curl 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 two twenty five. Ronnie Coleman doesn't curl two twenty five. Ronnie Coleman's not Todd. <laughs> there, I've got many more feats of athletic strength that you guys will be privy to. How are your arms even remotely functioning if you can curl that? Like they'd be so big. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, and you wouldn't be vaulting over bars. Todd takes off in a frustratingly impressive sprint. <laughs> And in about, we're going to go ahead and give him 13 minutes. We're going to say he pulled off a six and a half with a nat 20. Turner, let's, let's be honest. It's not that impressive that he can sprint. I mean, he's always running away from the action anyways. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Point taken. 13 minutes later, you hear a noise that if you had ever played Gauntlet, sounds shockingly like the <laughs> from the teleporters in Gauntlet. And Todd reappears in equal distance away from each of you. 
Back again, huh? Uh, at least I'm trying something. How's that work? How's that going for you? It's important to note you guys heard that sound at the area where you guys snapped back. Todd, you don't hear that noise. You can feel the resistance start to build up. Again, it goes from a slight doubt to a strong wind to running uphill to snap back to reality. Huh. Does anybody want to do a song lyric? No? Andrew, I'm looking at you. Uh, how's that? I don't know how that one goes. You failed. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't actually know the lyrics. Back, back to life. Back to reality. Back to reality. Oops, they go scrappy. Oh, that's a good one. Spaghetti, 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 spaghetti. <laughs> jokes and jokes and ha 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 ha. All right, so what are you guys doing? So Faith immediately runs over to Todd and starts questioning him and poking and prodding, trying to figure out more about what the hell just happened. So how did that feel? What did it feel like as you were heading away? And he starts asking the rest of the group, uh, did anybody else feel anything? I didn't feel much of anything when he left, but I, I know whenever we were all separate, or at least when I was separated from you all as I got further away, there was a sensation that built up within me. Todd, did you, uh, did you sense that also? I just ran as hard as I can and got bounced back here. It was, I'm, I'm sad. I'm pretty upset right now because it appears that I'm stuck with you guys for a little bit longer than I wanted to be. Clearly. Are, are, you, uh, are you hurt? Everybody give me perception checks while you guys are having this conversation. Mm, 10. I rolled an eight. I rolled a nine. None of you notice anything. God damn. <laughs> I don't notice anything either. Oh. Sorry, Todd, you were the one who didn't need to roll as the person who was teleporting back. This was for what happened because there was an additional effect besides the teleportation, but it is more subtle. I mean, besides the, uh, it is more subtle and none of y'all noticed it. Okay. Well, all right. So, so back to Jazz's question, or I'm sorry, Fate's question of, are you hurt, Todd? No, Todd, I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. Um, I'm disappointed because you guys with the book, are supposed to know these things. I do the stabbing. You do the reading. What's going on? You you sound like your pride may be hurt, sir. I, I can understand that you wanted to get out and collect your... I, I, I understand exactly what's going on here. Fate has joined us together. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Wait, what? I've done nothing. I mean, Fate's right there. Fate had nothing to do with this. What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure it's a tetrahedron. No, 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 no. Not Fate. Fate. Yeah, we heard you the first time. Yeah, I'm right here. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, Fate. No, not not him, but the Fates. Fate has joined us together. Oh, oh, I see. I see. I see. That is about the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) Well, I thought you running a seven minute mile was the dumbest thing. So I guess you're right. Did you not see it? So when Todd appeared, he just poofed in, into existence. Like we didn't see like a anything. It's something else happened, but yeah, you guys it. didn't notice it. If you want to send Todd off on another sprint, Todd, I have I have a proposition. Can you run again and try to get that to happen again? I, I'm I'm not going to run. You seem to be like you like to run a lot. For about five gold, I'll do it in under six minutes. All right, no. Uh, what? <laughs> Run in, run in, run, run in, run in. <laughs> Five gold? I don't need... No, no, it's not worth it. Two gold? How about I buy you a drink next time I get to a, a pub? I'll go. Well, you uh-huh. can't run as fast as me. Don't worry about it. I got it. He's calling you out. Athletic check. I'm actually fascinated. Todd goes running. This time, under six minutes. Because now he's warmed up. He's oh, yeah. warmed up. Under six minutes? The first half is always the slow one. If he rolls low, he better twist his ankle. <laughs> 
Give, give us the roll, Todd. Oh, athletics! athletics. <laughs> you can't think you're just gonna get away with it because you rolled once. What'd you get? Thirteen. With a thirteen, you're going about a nine-minute mile oh. there, bud. <laughs> so, about eighteen minutes later, cramp. He cramps. He gets a hammy cramp. You guys are waiting for it, so the DC is going to be a little bit lower this time. Give me a perception check, everybody. But Todd. But Todd. So whatever it is, fate notices it for sure. Fate rolled a crit. So a second before you hear the boing, the area where you were struck by the shard of the tetrahedron glows in that slight diamond pattern. And it's bright enough to be visible, even if that area is actually covered by a garment or a piece of armor. And in your case, Moyle, since you're wearing a breastplate, it's definitely weird that it seems to project a little bit through it. But it's just, it's quick. Just that same instant of the boing right before you guys see that, that bright, slight flash where you guys had been struck as if something is active. What's extra odd is that my breastplate is similar to the Tim Burton Batman breastplate, so the nipples illuminate. Since you took it off a guard, I'm going to say no, but if you want to have some nipples hammered into it at the next city that has a blacksmith, you certainly can go that route. (laughs) In fact, please, the next city that you guys go to, if there is not a subquest for you to go get nipples hammered into your armor, I am highly disappointed. That is that is on you. You got to lead me lead me to the well. Todd, right when you hit the two mile mark, you did notice something before you got yanked back. And this doesn't even require a perception check. Coming down the road, headed towards the waypoint, were three fully armored figures on some horses? Question mark. Because they didn't quite look like a normal horse. And then poof, you're back before you could even start to question what you saw. What direction were they? They were headed south down the northern road. Guys, as I was sprinting on my uh, miraculous mile, I had to been faster that first, that second time. Was I, guys? I think I was faster. You were were much slower. Quite a bit slower. All right, whatever. Well, just to know... I saw three guys or what appeared to be horses on the South Road. Um, uh, maybe they know something. I don't know. Do they look like we should be waiting around for them? Or did they look like they had a purpose to be down here? It, it might be, you know, bad for us to be around. I had a purpose. I was breaking the record, my personal, my PR for my mouth. So I was not quite paying attention to them that way. But they are there and there's no one else around. What were they wearing? Like what? Who? <laughs> they were just personal record. Have you ever judged? Have you ever PR? Oh my god! Considering the fact that we all know that you were running slower this time, the personal record you must have been breaking was your slowest. Yes, right. <laughs> I was trying a PR. Listen, not every time you attempt a PR, you get a PR. <laughs> oh Christ! But those figures. I, they're the only people still around. I think we should probably go talk to them. Anyone have any better, a better idea? Anyone else notice the uh, glow that occurred just now as Todd ran away? I, I noticed that the uh, the place where, I, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, shard from the uh, unfortunately destroyed tetrahedron. He stares over at Eldrin about the tetrahedron being broken. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. We're alive. All right. Some of us. <sighs> <laughs> so, regardless, the the shard where it entered my body seems to possibly still be embedded here. I wonder if this is what is causing this phenomenon to occur. I mean, that sounds 
plausible to me. I definitely saw something on my arm. I saw it too. So are you guys going to hang out in the waypoint or are you going to head north down the road to intercept these guys? I'm just going to say real quick before we make any decision here, guys, uh, the trucker that gave us this stuff said he didn't want to be around here when some people showed up. There are people headed this way. Are we sure that those are the people we want to be talking to? Like, (laughs) You kind of sound like a sucker. I'm... He kind of sounds informed, right, Todd? I mean, I'm just, I'm just, you know, using logic here. Uh, Memory. Let's do an intelligence <laughs> check. I Wait, say. You just going DM. You can just give me that. Fate suggests that maybe we hide and let Todd stay around to uh, communicate with the men he saw coming. I'm, I'm okay with this. Todd, Todd can stealth. He can wait and maybe just go, but we can all just hide somewhere further away. So, so hiding is the thing that we're doing now. You are a rogue, sir. Yeah, but we can't be that far from him or else he'll bungee back to us. That's true. But we have, we have, you know, I don't know what it'd take him 18 ish minutes to get back. It's pretty far away. Yeah. And keep in mind, dude, max, max two miles. These guys were on horseback. So your time is dwindling to come up with a plan. I'm, I'm, I'm saying we should hide. I'm with fate. Have you guys ever been in a battle? Cause we got the numbers. There's five of us. There are three of them and we're hiding so that you can have one of me sit in the middle and be decoy for three of them. You seem to not be worried about it. I mean, not at all. I'm just saying I have I have a bow. I can stay far away if you need some. There's a difference between staying far away and hiding. My, my dear friend. You claim that you're hiding. We, we got to make a decision here quick. My, my dear friend, Todd, have you never heard of the combat theory of an ambush? Correct. You're ambushing people. You don't even have a clue what they're there for. Exactly. Correct. Is that what I'm hearing? Do we not? Yes. We don't know if no. they're friend or foe. No. We're ambushing. Yeah. No ambush. No ambush. Just <laughs> caution. Why don't Why don't we uh, Why don't we head away from them and then if they approach us, we use our charm on them. I am starting a timer. I am not telling you how long it's in it. But oh, you okay. have until this timer finishes to co- figure out what you're going to do. I say we I say we go south, a little bit south. And Todd, if you want to go talk to them, we can stay close enough to give you support, but I'm not I'm not too confident about just hanging out and meeting these guys. Just Todd, um, excuse me, uh Eldrin, did you shoot a baby? Listen, it was it was a fire baby. It, <laughs> we're getting off topic here. We all right, I'm going to, Eldrin is just going to take off. Like, I'm not waiting around any longer. I will, right. I'm going to. I like to roll to call Eldrin baby killer from now on. Is that like oh <laughs> No. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think you need to roll to do that. <laughs> you just do that. Dude. You have to roll to give people nicknames? No. We, we know, we know now that Eldrin wants to hide. Is anyone else hiding or is anyone, anyone else coming with me to check these guys out? I don't want to go with you. I think that's a bad idea. I think that's a really poor plan. Todd, I'm just saying, man. They're coming. You don't here. know who these people are. Yes, they're coming here. So you're just okay. Whatever. I'm going to stay out in the open, and I'm going to introduce myself. <laughs> Allow me to reintroduce okay. myself. My name is Todd. <laughs> T to the O D. I'm gonna get ambushed real quickly. How about that, Todd? All right. So who's where? I need an answer right now. Todd is staying in the center. 
Eldrin, where are you going? I am headed to the south as far as I could possibly get uh, without totally leaving the palisade. So, well, the, remember the palisade is knee high to a kobold. Oh, that's right. Fuck. The palisade's not going to provide you any cover. All right. I'm going into the tree line. Tree line. Tree You're line. not going to make it to the tree line. I'm going to need you to pick a building within the waypoint you want to post up on. Okay. I'm going to the convenience store. All right. Baba, where are you going? I'm with Todd. Fate? I am with Eldrin in the convenience store. Moyle? I'm going to the hot tub, the springs, the hot springs. <laughs> I'm just looking normal. Like, oh, I just came here because I heard there are some sweet springs. Loosen my scales up. Okay. Todd, after you guys get aligned, you see the three heavily armored knights riding up. They, for the most part, appear identical. They uh, have full plate armor on. Each one of them has a different two-handed weapon. One has a great club, one has a great axe, and one has a great sword. The first thing that stands out before you even notice anything else about them is their mounts. You're all at least vaguely familiar with the concept of a nightmare. And these would seem to almost be the opposite of what you would hear considered a nightmare. Instead of a pitch black steed that kicks up flames, these are radiantly white when they snort or swish their tail or where their hooves clop onto the pavement. Bright electric blue sparks shoot out. They are wearing tabards with the insignia of Tritherion, the god of law and justice. A deep, dark blue with a white set of scales encircled by a chain. And they ride up to the three of you. One unsheathes, 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 takes out his uh, great sword, because fuck unsheath. Nice, porky pig. Points at you and goes, where is Moyle Mossberg? Oh, uh, I think he's taking a dip in the spring. In a, he's in the springs. They pivot their horses and start to head over towards the springs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ratted him out quick. <laughs> <laughs> so can I like, do I put together? Cause I read about the paladins. Am I, do they look like what I read about? Uh, give me, give me a perception check. I roll an 18. Not only do they seem to meet the description, you remember back in the Duckies Motor Inn and Lodge, the room that was held by the Paladins reeking of a certain type of incense. And at that point, you notice hanging from the belt of all three of these guys is a grapefruit-sized sensor hanging from a chain, which is smoking heavily of the incense with the same scent. Ooh. Moyle, are you in the hot spring or are you just standing by it? No, I'm in the hot spring. I'm I'm relaxing after a hard battle. Naked? Yep. Did you disrobe? Okay. Yep. Right. And we, we suspected that they took, we don't know, but we suspected that they took the dragon's egg. Yeah, you know for a fact that they, are what, they were involved in some shenanigans yep. with what went down at this place. 
Moyle, you are relaxing, <clears throat> luxuriating, some might say, yes. in a bubbling hot spring, the warm mineral-based waters coursing across your body, loosening up those tight muscles from battle. It really is fantastic. You can see why the lumberjacks displaced the kobolds for this thing. I mean, come on, they were just kobolds, right? When three heavily armored knights wearing full plate visors down on the back of the strangest looking mystical horses you've ever seen ride up and form a triangular position around the hot tub and say to you, Moyle Mossberg. What up, brah? You're charged with the unlawful enchantment of a duckies clerk <laughs> and the theft of duckies goods. You will come with us and be imprisoned until the adjudication of the Merchant's Guild. No, nah, bro, I'm, I'm good. All right, you're going to need to roll a wisdom saving throw for me. And he, he as you hear one of them... <laughs> what naked what? <laughs> Wait, Harlan, what did you say? You're sitting there butt naked in these springs. <laughs> no weapon around. He's sitting there all quite brazen, my friend. So the other two guys pull their weapons out. One of them points his great axe at you, and you hear him in a hollow, metallic voice say, Follow a wave washes over you as you feel what you know as a cleric to be a command spell. Unfortunately, you are a little wiser than you look with your 18 save and you shrug off the effects. The knight with the great axe who attempted to enscroll you sighs and looks over to his companions and goes, Forence, Cull, we're not required to bring him in alive, correct? And Forence and Cull agree and step down from their horses and begin to advance on you real quick before Moyle rolls initiative what are the rest of y'all doing because you guys are privy to this can fate and i see out the windows to see what's going on <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you guys are standing behind one of the chip racks in the duckies and yes out the plate class window you can you can't hear what's going on but you can see these knights right up level weapons at moyle mm -hmm. have a conversation moyle very casually say something back to them and then them dismount and start to advance okay yeah if i see that i'm heading outside but i'm gonna stay behind the building out of sight i'm just gonna get ready to uh, attack fate is scared but will also sneak with the eldrin let me ask let me ask this is there a sort of escape from witch mountain sort of uh, <laughs> vibe where uh i can telecommunicate or telepathically <laughs> communicate now that we've been uh enchanted by the tetrahedron give me an insight check there big moyle oh 22 crit that's a nat 20 okay with a nat 20, you can tell that there the bond between you and your companions does cross over into the mental plane, but it is not strong enough yet for you to be able to do anything with it. So you can feel a bridge there, but it's not fully formed yet. Like if it was a bridge over a chasm, the guide ropes would be up, but there wouldn't be any planks up yet. So could I say like... I can I know that they're watching me, but I don't know what they're thinking. You could see through the oh. plate glass window of the duckies, like Fate and Eldrin there eating chips, like eating popcorn <laughs> and watching it go down. I don't know. You can't really see Todd and Baba unless they just walked right up behind the knights. I'm assuming you guys kind of stayed tucked behind the tomb to the north of the hot spring. Yeah, we yeah we stayed where we were going. We didn't think of them as uh, oh I didn't, Todd did not think of them as hostile at the first interaction. Surprise, surprise. I would have stayed in eye shot. Like I wouldn't have just 
sat still. So tell me which way you went then, Bob. So there are two alleys you could have gone down. You could have gone, you can either be north of the blue building, which is the tomb, and kind of be angling in that way, or you can be south of that blue building and just kind of kind of straight behind the guys between the Durger King and the Duckies. I would have been by the blue building. I would have like actually walked over there. I wouldn't have just been like, he's over there. And yeah, I would have gone that way with them. Okay, cool. And then Todd, are you with Baba or where you at? Oh, yeah, I'm with Baba. Okay. Does anybody want to do anything? If not, we're rolling initiative. Uh, before I roll initiative, unless someone wants to add something, I want to point out that I'm in the hot tub. As we know, I'm smoking a cigar. I do have the top hat still on and I have my amulet around my neck. So I'm not totally naked. I got a little bit of clothing on, you know. Oh, It's like having sex with your socks on. Now that they've engaged you, now you're not naked a second ago. No, I'm still naked. He doesn't have his armor on. I will give you that your bag of hammers is within reach. Yeah. But you're not going to be able to put your armor on for this That's fight. That's right. Because uh, it takes a couple of minutes. So um, I stand up. Or oh, Hold on. Let me roll initiative. <laughs> hold on now. <laughs> uh, and Harlan, don't forget to add your charisma to your initiative. What? what? What do you mean? So for the listeners, everybody leveled up to third level at the end of the last arc. Baba, as we got a flash of it, is subclass was... Path of the Ancients for Barbarian. Todd unsurprisingly went Swashbuckler. Eldrin is Horizon Walker. Horizon Walker. Skinwalker. Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and and I, my my subclass is Ancestral Guardian. Ah, Ancestors. Path of the Ancestors. I don't know what the hell that was. All right. All right. Moyle with the seven. Teen. Baba with twenty-two. So you said to add what to my initiative? Charisma. So do I just change my initiative from plus three to six? Well, I can't change it. Just add the numbers for now and then yeah, yeah. do whatever you need to do later on. Okay, so roll initiative and just add two to it. We'll add two to whatever I get right there. Correct. Oh my God. Uh, that was a net money and then five, 25, because I'm a, I'm a beast. So Todd and then Eldrin. So me and Bob are get, getting down and dirty already? Yeah, I rolled a six. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to say this. You guys, you feel Moyle make the decision that he's going to fuck these guys up somehow and you jump into action. So I will give you guys a surprise round since you sold Moyle out so quickly. They legitimately didn't think you were. (laughs) 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 So you guys springing out into action, I'll give you a uh, surprise round. So. Todd, just for orientation's sake, and I'm going to say you guys are all within distance to either advance on the enemy or, or do whatever you need for range attack wise. You've got one guy at this kind of north. Can I uh, can I go first and then everyone else in their respective order? If you had rolled higher, yeah. I got a 17. No, I got a 7 and then I rolled again. <laughs> Making the case for not letting you guys roll actual <laughs> dice is Andrew playing Moyle Mossberg. When we told them where Moyle was, I would have walked with them two more. Yeah, so then you are right south of the tomb of the paladin of Tritherion that you, more than anybody else, suspect that these guys visited a few weeks ago prior to the escalation of the kobold conflict, which means, give me a inside check real quick, Baba. Wait, what is internal legacy? Infernal Legacy? Infernal. Looks like it's a spell. And I roll a six. Uh, yeah, these are definitely knights. Um <laughs> <laughs> You guys can have a conversation about it afterwards. Infernal Legacy means that you are the byproduct of a demonic cult, Harland, and there are some abilities that come with that. And it's cool. We haven't been playing this for like, I don't know, two months now. I would have thought maybe you would have read all your character abilities by now. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what? I got a spell? Sorry. (laughs) 
Uh, hold on for the players at home. Let's let's all stop what we're doing <laughs> and explain Todd's character to him. You're you manifest a minor wonder, a sign of supernatural power within range. You create one of the following magical effects within range. Your voice booms up to three times as loud as normal for one minute. It's oh no. <laughs> Yeah, thaumaturgy. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. cause flames to flicker, brighten, dim, or change color for one minute. You cause harmless tremors in the ground for one minute. Oh my! I have that. Man. You can create an instantaneous sound that originates from a point of your choice within range, such as a rumble of thunder. Okay, that sounds actually pretty good. And also, at third level, you can cast the Hellish Rebuke spell as a second level spell with this trait, which is basically a spell that when somebody hits you, you can do damage back to them. It's like a like a counterattack. Okay, I'm tall. Learn to use it. They won't be using it this time. The blade. No, you, you use it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm using. Whenever you get hit, say I want a Hellish Rebuke. You can do it once per rest. Just say you go Hellish Rebuke whenever you get hit. Just just say those words. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm saying, it just—it's not—it does not on my sting shot. I didn't—I didn't know what it was. You're fine. So anytime I get hit, I want hellish rebuke. Okay. No, you only get to do it a certain number of times. <laughs> just once. Once, yeah, once per day. All right. So Todd. Oh, Todd <laughs> is—he's uh, definitely going in. Um, can I go for him for the sneak attack? Ooh, yeah. They are spread out enough that you absolutely oh, can use your rakish, rakish, rakish. God damn it. SH, why are you my fucking nemesis? Uh, <laughs> rakish audacity to walk right up and just stab <laughs> the shit out of somebody. But, but tell me what you're saying as you do it. I'm a fan of, I'm Todd the goddamn Tiefling. <laughs> can you give him the prison shiv when you do it too? Like just the quick stab. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need to sneak attack and yell, I'm tired to damn teeth me. That teeth me. That just seems. But you got to keep in mind, rakish audacity means you are daringly upfront about how ridiculously confident you are. So sneak attack is a bad name. Yeah, bad name for what the ability actually represents. It is more of a. Uh, Surprise. A, that's, that's, that's exactly where I'm going. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> then roll the hit. <laughs> Motherfucking oh. goddammit. Is that your third crit today? <laughs> hacks. Roll hacks. <laughs> I don't know why you would ever want to not use roll 20. I don't know. <laughs> I am suspicious. Like, if this wasn't goddamn generated digitally, I would be suspicious as shit. That is your third crit. And, and that... Yeah, that's a crit on sneak attack. Don't you double the sneak attack damage? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> this is ridiculous now. Isn't this more his element, though? I mean, he's an IT guy. I'm pretty sure he's just altering altering the code. So I'm telling you, I'm still trying to get the hey, – it's a crit, and I know I'm supposed to hit the damage, but shorts, but with sneak attack, I get another D6, right? Hold on. You may get more now that you leveled up. Let's double check real quick. That's what I was going to check, too. Yeah. <laughs> It's 2d6 now. Yeah. Yeah, so you actually get to roll, God help us, 6d6 damage. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 1d6 for the short sword, 2d6 for the sneak attack, another 1d6 for the short sword crit, and another 2d6 for the sneak attack crit. So you are wow. doing 6 to 36 damage before you add your bonus. You only add your bonus one time. Okay. I'm sorry. Just roll 6d6. Yeah, roll 6d6. You rolled a 66? Sorry. 
23. Jesus. All right. And what's your dexterity bonus? Uh, dexterity. I'm reading you two windows with this thing. Five. Hmm? Your dex isn't. Your, oh, what is your dex? So you mean on the side, next to one, next to strength dexterity, right? Yes. Yeah. It says th- three. Yeah, I was like, I was like, no, it's not five. That means he has a 20 in it. <laughs> <laughs> you roll up and stab this dude for 26 points of damage. So you guys see Todd stride up, full of his swagger, <laughs> and bust out with the surprise motherfucker and stab this guy. And I shit you not, when he pulls his sword out, a kidney falls out. A <laughs> kidney falls out. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, you're up. I run a sub seven minute mile. So I know you can live, you know, missing a kidney, but is he dead? <laughs> he's not. He looks hurt. I mean, a fucking kidney fell out, but he's still standing. I was just checking. Okay. I will rage and then attack the same one that, that Todd the tiefling just did surgery on. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about what your rage is because it's not the traditional go into a mad screaming hair pulling fury. It's more of a battle trance, correct? Yeah, like uh, what I want to do is like my, my eyes go white and then like the ancestral beings start to come up out of the ground. And you see your sister fucking Tanage. <laughs> <laughs> her name now, man. Appear beside you and start cheering, not cheering you on. But well, what, did, what does she do? Initially, she comforts me because like there's a realization that she she knows that I know she's not supposed to be there. She's not supposed to be dead. And so there's a comforting kind of moment. And then she gets on her battle stance and we actually go in to fight together. Roll the hit. And we better not miss because that would just be embarrassing. And we miss. What'd you get? 14. Yeah, that will not hit. It deflects off the plate. (laughs) This guy turns around now to face you having lost a kidney. Your stone spear skitters across his his breastplate. It does slice up his tabard a little bit. Go ahead, Moyle. What you got? I'm going to stand up out of the uh, steamy springs and... uh, Wait, roll for girth. (laughs) Yes. Wait. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) <laughs> All right, and I will roll athleticism. Mm, nature, nature. Constitution check. Give me a constitution check. We'll call it that. All right, definitely wouldn't be an intelligence check. All right. And there, okay, wait, hold on. I rolled a four, I guess. Like, come on, why is my second roll good and my first rolls are bad? Because the truth is, the truth is always the first roll. Fair enough. The dad don't lie. Behold, paladins, my cod is like that of a Greek god. And so he shall rightfully be addressed as Mycropanese. Gaze into my third eye and tremble at its glory. Now, the uh, the knight are embarrassed for me and turn, avert, <laughs> avert their gaze and are befuddled. Why I would be so confident with so little to be confident about. <laughs> give me, go ahead and give me an intimidation check. <laughs> 
Uh, I will say that will give you a slight bonus to armor class as they just feel fucking bad for you. And now for the piece de resistance. I use my new fangled spell, Pass Without Trace. Okay, so so I I blow the smoke, a huge puff of smoke from my uh, from my cigar, and a veil of shadows and silence radiates from me, masking me and my little companion from detection. <laughs> okay, that will be your turn. Uh, Go ahead and give me a stealth check, real quick. They are going to have advantage on their uh, perception checks to find you since they were staring right at you. <laughs> Solid 20. Oh, God damn it. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I embarrass myself, but I get out of there quick. <laughs> you crit on your stealth roll plus another 10 for 31 for stealth. So, yeah, there's unless they roll natural 20s, they'd have no clue where you went. So I'm able to get my armor back on, <laughs> tell people it's shrinkage. Mm-hmm. Which no one believes because it's a a hot tub. It's not a cold tub. (laughs) It's different for Dragonborn. It works so opposite way. You you definitely won't have time to get your armor back on. Wait, you roll I rolled for girth, but not length. Roll for length? (laughs) (laughs) I'll allow it. <laughs> what did I roll? Should uh, uh, we do a constitution? Charisma. Okay, sure. Not good either. <laughs> Even worse. The real chody. The real chody. <laughs> I have a dice tell the tale, my friend. Dice tell the tale. <laughs> oh, God. Eldrin and Fate, uh, which one? What are you? <laughs> Oh, 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 what are your dexterity modifiers to see which of you goes first? Three, three. Uh, same. Roll off for it. Oh. That's funny. Sixteen. Oh. 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 Fifteen. All right, Eldrin, you're up. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the paladin that is missing the kidney and cast Hunter's Mark. Okay. Then I just have to roll the hit, right? Yep. So a glowing yep. red arrow appears above him, indicating you are shooting at him. I'm going to shoot that guy. Yes. Okay. 18. That will hit. That's a 9, and that's a 5. So 14 total? Yes. Yeah, you sink your arrow into the hole <sighs> that his kidney had fallen out of, and he just collapses. <laughs> Rock on. Am I up? Yeah, you're up. All right. So then I will approach towards the the guy to the southeast of the hot tubs. Great club. Great club. There we go. And I'm going to get just within uh, 60 foot of him. And then I'm going to cast hold person on him. Freeze. And boom. And he's got to make a save, a wisdom save. What's your DC? 14. Ha <laughs> oh, ha. Great fail. Yes, sir. He freezes. He does. 
that will bring us back to top of the order. These guys now are entering initiative on initiative seven. So Moyle, you will go slightly before them. Todd, you are up. Okay. Can we tell that he's held? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. He's kind of old school TV special effects where it's like a freeze frame, like mid stride kind of. So I'll I'll just yell out to Todd, hit that one. He can't move. All right. Todd is uh, sneak attacking him. Great club, right? Great club. Yeah, and you'll get advantage on your attack roll because he is paralyzed. And if you hit, it's automatic crit. I go short sword. Attack! Attack! You stab into his chest and his armor deflects your blow. I had a 16, this mother sucker. Okay, I don't get another attack. That's it. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Doesn't he have two short swords? Didn't he do a wielding? Yes. Do you want to use your bonus action to attack? Yes. All right, roll. All right, that 18 will hit. So roll crit damage, so it's 2d6, but you're not adding your bonus because it's the offhand. 17 points total then? Jesus. 26. Ah, 26 total. Okay. God damn, another 26. Okay, cool. All right, then, uh, Baba, you're up. No ribs, no nothing comes out, no, no kidneys. No, no kidneys this time. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> so I'll run, over to, I'll run over to that one too and attack him. I me, rolled it. Me and my sister running together. Well, she skips in, right? No, yeah, she was she, she's a teenager. She's oh. not a child. I was imagining like a small child in a sundress. She was she's a Tanagi, remember? <laughs> All right, let's back up to you. You went from being naked in a hot tub to imagining a small girl in a sundress. We already had to cut out one of your jokes from the podcast. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, the 23 will hit. All right. And so that's a, oh, why did it roll a range damage? Six. Oh, rage. My bad. Okay. So eight, but it crits, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So just roll it again. Yep. You stab him, your spear just punches right through his breastplate and stabs him in the chest, and he slides off the end of your spear into a heap on the ground. That's going to bring us to you, Moyle. All right, so in that puff of smoke, I was able to get my armor back on. (laughs) No, it takes a significant amount of time to put your armor back on. You are still naked. (laughs) I I will let you put your underwear. I I have an hour. Yeah, but it's not in combat. Yes, you have an hour. If you want to stay hidden after what you just went through, what? then you can stay hidden for the next hour. But each round in combat is less than six seconds. So, And it takes a good number of minutes to put your armor back on. I'll let you pull your drawers on and do something, but that's it. I got to I gotta put on the, uh, the jock strap. Hold everything together, you know? <laughs> not, not a lot there to hold. <laughs> Still needs holding. <laughs> Still need the support. <laughs> and uh, my bag of hammers, and I, uh, I would like to hit him with uh, my brother hammer. Okay, are you throwing it, or are you just you can you can throw it. That's the whole magic thing about the brother hammers, right? Is you hold one uh-huh. of them in each hand and you throw it. And as long as you've got the other one in the other hand, it reappears. So basically, you have to commit to having a hammer in each hand at all times for the magic to work. So the trade-off is you can't use your shield. You can't oh, okay. because they're, they're reunited. Oh, and it feels so good. And it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> and I throw one of the brother hammers. Is that a 23 that you got? Yes. All right, that will hit. 
and uh, at the weakest individual. There's only one alive, so the weakest would technically be one of the dead guys. Because now they're all dead? Well, there's one one who is upright. Okay, uh, well, him or her, I don't want to discriminate. Yeah, you have, have, have no idea, actually. Their armor completely obscures any and all features and uh, makes their voices sound very hollow and metallic, obscuring their gender. But there was some steam that came out when uh, of their visor when they saw the goods, right? <laughs> That's not the only hammer I'm working with. Let's say 1d6. Give it a 1d6. That'll be two. Yeah. So, but do you have any bonus to dexterity? Because you would get your dexterity uh, My dexterity is a one bonus. Okay, so then you did three points of damage. I, I will tell you guys, there is a disadvantage to you whomping the living shit out of what I think are legitimately challenging fights because <laughs> Todd rolls a ridiculous number of crits. I'm going to have to keep ramping up the difficulty because these guys look, or were past tense. I think level six vengeance paladins and two of them are dead before they've gotten to go. So <laughs> yeah. I, it is finally... He's got to be upset because his guys are just dead. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's upset and he is coming for you, Todd. So the first thing you see is a giant glowing red arrow appear above your head, very similar to the one that you see in Eldrin's cast, meaning that you now have a hunter's mark that has been placed on you. And he advances on you and rolls. That's not good, Todd. That's not good. No. Nope. <laughs> They can definitely kill me. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, he's going to roll a 10, but that's before his bonuses. What's your armor class, Todd? 14. Does it, does it go up when I level up? Mm -hmm. No, you got hit. Yeah, you're, you're probably hit. You yeah. definitely got hit. He has a plus six to hit. So yeah. you are going to take. Somebody stop him from hitting me, guys. Ooh. So that's 14 points of damage. Todd is a giant. Two-handed axe, he baseball bat swings this sucker right to your midsection, and it cuts through the, the binding on your leather armor and slices into your midsection. I'm at seven. Yeah, that sounds so about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. Okay, now, real, real quick, let's double check, because I do believe he gets multi-attack. He does. Yeah, all right. So he is going to swing now, bring the axe back around in a double-handed swing. Oh, for a nineteen. So, Todd, you are going to take another fourteen points of damage. I don't. I don't have fourteen points. K.O. <laughs> Todd goes down. <laughs> that was very unfair. Was very unfair. <laughs> this giant overhead swing crashes down into his collarbone, and Todd, on the follow through, collapses to the ground underneath it. Each of you feel a slight stabbing pain, and your shards light up and are glowing now. No, that was nothing. Oh, wait, I was supposed to do, wait, was it I supposed to do something? Yep. When I got hit? Yep. I don't know if it matters. Yes, 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 you can. On one of those, at least. Can I do Hellish Rebuke? I will allow it, sure. On the first hit. How do I even do it? It's that. So Hellish Rebuke, you point your finger and the creature that damaged you is momentarily surrounded by Hellish Flames. The creature must make a dexterity saving throw. It takes 2d10 fire damage on a failed save or half damage on a successful one. And then it adds a d10 for every level above that. So it would actually be 3d10. What the f- 
Remember I told you to say that every time you get hit? He critted on his deck save. So roll 3d10 and he will take half of that damage. So Todd, as he swings into your solar plexus the first time, you flip him off and uh, he bursts into flames for 12 damage or for 10 damage. And then he brings the axe around and clonks you out the second time around. When we get back around next to your turn, if you have not been healed by then, you will begin making death saving throws. But for now, it is Eldrin's turn. I am going to take my bonus action to move my Hunter's Mark to Axie Makes Axerson, and <laughs> and then I'm going to uh, draw my bow back and take a shot. Shot, 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 shot. 11 does not hit, Eldrin. Um, fate, you're up. Help me, Fate. Help me. <laughs> fate, Fate's a wizard. He can't do, he can't do much for you, but... Fate ain't that guy. Wrong dude. The guy who can help you, you just made fun of his ding-a-ling. So everyone made fun of it. It wasn't, it wasn't like just me. <laughs> like I, thought, I thought we were all making fun of it. I, I, Wait, y'all made fun of my ding-a-ling? <laughs> no. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, no. I, didn't, I didn't see any of that. That's, that would be rude. And it, by the way, yeah, it no. was just the light. <laughs> you know, it's dark out. <laughs> it's dark out? It's the middle of the day. There's a bad shadow cast, you know. By the <laughs> by, the building lunar eclipse. Mm-hmm. Fate is going to because at this point looks like the guy had already moved up to the previous area. So fate's going to cast ray of frost because the new knight has stepped into the range of it. That's fifteen to hit. It deflects off his armor. Ooh. These guys are wearing full plate. Gotcha, gotcha. You need your boy. Well, he's dead. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm gonna back up. Uh, Todd, that is. Your turn. Give me a death saving throw. Just a flat D20. Save. Hey. What'd you get? 16. All right. So with a 16, that is one success. You either you need three in the win column to stabilize. A natural 20 will pop you back up with one hit point. A one counts as two losses. Three in the losses column and you're dead. So that's one in the win column. And that brings us to Baba. All right. So Baba, seeing how powerful this guy is, just he's going all in. So he's reckless attacking. Got it. 21 and a 22. That will hit. Oh, nice. Oh, that'll work. And so this is the first time I've hit somebody who survived. <laughs> so since he survived, my my the little um, specter of my sister like is now kind of messing with him and, and like trying to throw him off and all she's all over him. So that's my ancestral protector's ability. So okay. from now on until the start of my next turn, he has disadvantage on any attack rolls that isn't against me. And whenever he hits a creature other than me, that that creature has resistance to his damage. Okay, cool. That brings us to Moyle. You are up. Yeah, I me. guess. Uh, <laughs> what? Sorry, can you repeat that? You're the person he needs to talk to about. Either. Am I near Todd? Yeah, you're close enough that you could advance to it. The catch is you'll be standing naked right <laughs> next to the dude with the battle axe. Reach out and touch. I will reach out and touch face with my hammer. And even though Todd wouldn't kiss me and revive me from... You have no clue about that. <laughs> Wait a minute. What Maybe he had that? a dream about it when he was unconscious. He what was... are you bringing up stuff that you don't know about? No one knows anything about that. That is a secret that Todd has take, takes to the grave with him. Can I cast this at level two? Let him take it to the grave. Yes, you absolutely can. And I cure, what would that be, five? And then... Yeah, so six. Todd, 
You feel the warm, caressing hands of Moyle. I put my finger on his lips and say, shh, 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 shh. (laughs) (laughs) Everything will be better, buddy. I got you. Thank you. And that's your turn. (laughs) Okay, which brings us to Axie McSackerton, who is going to swing at Baba. What you got AC-wise, Baba? I'm at 18. Oh. I wish I was. I need better armor. Nah, man. Bob is the tank. You need to let him get in there first. Oh, damn. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Wait, he had advantage on it anyway. Well, here, let's roll another time just to see if he crits since you mentioned it. Uh, no, so can't. with the 18 before we even look at his bonuses, he hits. Dude, he's going to divine smite you. So, first, let's roll the regular damage. I'll take half of the regular damage, but the smite will do full. So 10 points have to five. Slashing damage from the great axe. He's burning the extra slot because you guys have walked his friends. (laughs) Seems only fair. Oh, yeah. No, I I expected it. 18 points of radiant damage. 23 damage total. Eldrin, your turn. Can I use my bonus action to cast Planar Warrior? Yep, you can engage your Planar Warrior ability to turn into Hank from the Dungeons and Dragons. It was Hank, right? It was the Ranger from the Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> I, cartoon. I believe so, yeah. Okay, because that is effectively the class that you are. So you, you draw your bow back and Planar Energy crackles down the string and arrow and you roll to hit. All right. Kill this guy, please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the 20 will do it. Not a gnat, but the 20 will absolutely hit. All right. So I get this plus my 1d6. And then what is it? Another 1d8. All right. So I got 11, 4, and 4. So 19. Call your shot. All right. So my glowing silver arrow flies through the air and catches the gap between his helmet and his breastplate and just right in the neck and just blood spews in every direction from the hole that it creates. Using the planar warrior actually converts your arrow to 1d8 extra force damage. So you actually blast his head off. Oh, even better. Pops up straight in the air, arcs through, and then drops down, landing, staring up between Todd and Moyle in their tender moment. (laughs) (laughs) So we win, right? Yeah, you guys, when you are out of combat, you do notice that the sensors that these guys had chained to their belt immediately all float up to where they are now floating up in the air and billowing clouds of incense smoke that smells vaguely of cedar and myrrh and frankincense begins to pour out in a large cloud and encircles their bodies, coiling and reaching out, coiling around the head that you just decapitated and starts dragging it towards the body. The smoke is moving the head. Yep. It's dragging it back towards the body. The other two that you see collapsed in the ground begin to get encircled by the smoke. One tendril reaches out and grabs the kidney and begins dragging it back. We need to run. (laughs) Or can we disrupt this? Fate, can you do a... We need to run. Uh, Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Might be a good idea. I'm going to utter a phrase that the experienced D&D players will be very familiar with. You're welcome to try to disrupt it. (laughs) Fair enough. Run. Where do we know? Do we know which direction the nearest town is? Or the nearest next town? Real quick, fate. Give me an insight check. Uh, I don't trust fate's insight check. I don't trust Todd. See how that works. Uh-huh. Sure. 
<laughs> With an 11, you know, fate, you've got to figure out what's going on. You need more information. And there are two places that you can go to get that information. One would be the colleges of magic in your home territory. But you also know that they guard their knowledge very jealously. And in order to get the level of information that you would need to begin to have some context for what is happening, you would have to do not only some extensive research, you'd have to do some scholarly politicking to get access to the tomes, which is doable. Absolutely. I mean, there is no greater repository of arcane knowledge than the mage colleges of Hogwarts. Uh, in Newark. So the the mage colleges of Newark have the greatest seat of arcane knowledge. It's how you found out about the pentahedron in the first place. But in order to get that, you will have to do some wrangling and you will, quite frankly, expose yourself as someone who's been in, uh, affected by this artifact. Your other option would be Taliesin, the city of heroes, a city-state that is an enclave for adventurers independent from most of the other countries. It is where where all accomplished adventurers spend at least a few years of their life. It is the greatest collections of heroes, adventurers, and ne'er-do-wells that have ever been placed in one city. Mm -hmm. So you can go south and head home to Newark, to your home turf, or you can head north to Taliesin, the city of heroes, to track down information on what happened to you. From the distance of, like, from the, the waypoint or the save point that we're at, which one's closer? Taliesin. Um, then I shout out, I think I know what we need to do. Just follow me. And I start leading everybody north. I run with him. Yep. No. In fear, forgetting to wear my brown pants now that I've, I've killed <laughs> people and they've come back. <laughs> We've killed three and they've come back. So, yes, timely run. You guys scoop up Moyle's clothes and armor. And bag of hammers. <laughs> and your bag of hammers. And head off on the road to adventure. So, it is time to vote for most valuable player. Come on now. Oh. Come on now. Todd only actually got one nat 20 in the middle of that fight. There's a reason we did as much damage as we did. Because the second guy was paralyzed and everybody uh, got free crits. No, uh, that's true. That's true. We could argue that... Todd's crits on the pointless shit beforehand actually weaken the case for him for him. <laughs> and when we look at clutch rolls, what were the clutch rolls? Wait, wait, there was the cast hold person. Well, hold on, hold on, Todd. So you, we cast hold person. That's a that's a huge deal. Moyle heals Todd, who probably potentially could have died without it. And then Eldrin also rolled ridiculously high. So I I, I see where you're coming from. But, wait, wait, wait. We go, we gonna leave me out? The man who was in the no, thinking. No, 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 no. You, you tanked like a champ, my friend. You did exactly what you needed to do, and had and and let's not let's not just let's not take away from this from for for MVP sake. It's not just about good roles. That moment with the ghost of your sister is exactly the kind of counterbalance to the goofiness that I I love that you put that in there, man, because it is a real moment within the, the context of the podcast. So for me, for that alone, from a narrative standpoint, I, I my vote goes. Goes Bob. It's definitely not Todd because he died. Wait, though, wait. Right? So there's a little process. Yeah, of Todd. Right. Died. I think if you die, that pretty much automatically disqualifies. First of all, I found the three guys because I'm you know, while y'all was stumming butts all <laughs> at, at, the, at the at the gate. I went running to find the people. I mean, you you, you found the guys who were Time on out. the way. Time out. The first time you ran, you literally tried to leave us. Yes. 
Yes. No one knew what was going on. So what am I going to do? Just sit there and wait? No. I moved. I figured everything out. The old book scientist man over there didn't do anything. And and him and Eldrin hid in the thing and shot arrows all day. Wait, 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 wait. We, we hid, but then you guys just ratted out Moyle like the first chance you got. Yeah, you were the first one to give up Moyle's name. First of all, they had glowing white stallions. First of all, they're not, they weren't bad. I didn't think they were bad. I don't know. Did they not try to kill us? After, because Moyle was there and, and just trying to sweet talk some potions. First off, if I recall, you were in the same shop trying to lift potions yourself. Didn't you try to steal some shit? With Moyle. So when they asked for Moyle Mossberg, you didn't even try and bullshit or ask why or do anything. No, you just said... He's straight up flipped on him. You know what I mean, like, like there was no, no kind of even. I gave them an ocular <laughs> pat down. I <laughs> and realized that they were at that point they were no harm. They were of harm. And had you rolled an insight check, maybe I would give you that because you know, and I know you're new, but you could say, "Hey, man, I want to roll an insight check to get a feel for these guys' intentions." But you didn't even bother to do that. There was no hesitation. No ocular pat down. There was mm, yeah over there, sir. I'm still I see I've still got it. I've got to get used to that. You're right. You're right. Cause I in my head, I'm like, okay, these guys look like they're in the up and up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think what we're discovering is that Todd is just out for himself. He wouldn't he wouldn't save Moyle last time and he gave him other What did Moyle ever do to you? He just <laughs> That's the person who said, Let's hide from junk. Uh, this is the person whose initial his first reaction was running hot. Which might have been the right plan. Yeah. Yeah, that, that certainly would have been a lot more strategic. Ta- time well, out. I just I just want to ask I just want to Ty this question. Name a person we've met so far that hasn't meant us harm. Correct. Oh, so so what you're saying is you just go around trusting nobody. I thought the reason why we had these weapons I would think a bounty hunter would know better than to trust people like that. In fact, wait a minute, hold on. I would like wait hold on hold on just one second. I would like to now read from you from the Gospel of Todd regarding his backstory. In my line of work, trust and belief in others isn't something that comes easily. And for me, it's even harder. <laughs> Your honor, I may just be a simple country DM, but I feel like Mr. The Tiefling has damned himself by his own words. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say. <laughs> I'm like, like I said, what do we have these weapons for? If they turn out to bad, we, we deal with them appropriately. That's all. It could have gotten a lot worse for you if we didn't get that. I did not. If I did not murder people, mm. you're saying you're saying it could have been worse if I didn't come through. Hold on. Did you actually kill anybody? He yes. did not. He did not. No, 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 no. finishing blows. So yeah, the whole reason why you guys got a surprise round is I went, oh shit! If I, they literally were going to make soup out of moil at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A sexy soup. Those three dudes and a naked guy just in a hot tub. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't have been like we were talking some really like red hot tub time machine shit that was going to go like D and D one hundred one. Never take off your armor. Because <laughs> you, you you never can put it. It takes ten minutes to put back on armor. You can't do it in time. <laughs> Hot tub one hundred one. You take off all your armor. Nope. You take you take a bath in your armor. <laughs> B and podcasting one hundred one. Pants are always fucking optional. <laughs> <laughs>
you at least you at least have your your top part of your armor on. Shit. Something. <laughs> I'm honest to God, if you'd just taken off the pants, I'd have given it. I've given you your game too. Like, fuck it, man. Screw it. This is funny. Yeah, they almost could they almost couldn't miss they couldn't miss you with no armor. No, we've uh you died. Oh, you you died. It's I'm you, giving it to you Bob. Di- you had one crit. <laughs> Two for Baba. Who else? What are we? 26 damage and 27 damage. If that's not 90% of their health. While fate does acknowledge Todd's insane damage output, he also understands that he, fate enabled Todd to do all that damage. So he mm-hmm. himself. I, I was the first person to hit the guy. Hey, who told you to hit the whole person guy? <laughs> what? I don't know. See that again. Baba. So we got two Baba and one Fate. I see where this is going. Once again, this is going to be a game where I have to kill every single person. <laughs> wait, so I crit at my seven mile an hour run. Seven, seven uh, minute mile, which turned out to be 630. Then rolling for initiative, I grab that. I kill, then I crit again on the first attack. Which does 26, and then my next attack does 27 after Baba missed his attack. Hold on, but let's let's examine that second attack. You only did that much damage because you had advantage from Fate's spell. That's why you did that much damage the second. So Fate is the whole reason why you did that spell the second. So we get two votes for Baba, one for Fate. Moyle, who are you voting for? Myself. All right, so one for Moyle, and then Eldrin, did you vote for Baba? Yeah, I voted or? for Baba, yeah. All right, Baba, who are you voting for? Myself. Well, no, you should vote for me. I went through a high level of embarrassment, but came out the other end more confident. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. So, Baba is, is the clear winner for MVP. I will give play of the game to Moyle for having the best laugh drop. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I will. I will post on that. I think that was. Uh, that was great. He rolled. He rolled for Gert first. He got a five, and then he got a four. <laughs> As funny as that was, I could not deny the play of the game being the surprise motherfucker with the double crit. <laughs> surprise motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think statement of the game is you let me roll for girth, but not for length. <laughs> as, as, if, as if he was going to help himself. <laughs> could have been a long thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. all right i think we've really hit our stride 